0: Thank you, praise team, band. That's more than a song. I mean, that was a, that was a great song or medley of songs. And, and it would have been easy for us to stand up on that one, you know, because some of us could have been, you know, using our moves. Um, I could have at least. Um, but that, that is a lifestyle, what they were singing about. That's the good news. When, when we know Jesus Christ, we have promises to stand on. We have somebody to lean on. Now, certainly, the body of Christ is a wonderful benefit within this blessing of knowing Christ. And we, you know, we lean on each other. But w- mainly the leaning that we have on each other is to push us back onto leaning on Jesus. To turn to him through everything that we deal with, everything that, go, that goes on in our lives. And then to be able to return praise for, for what He does. The promises, as that last verse said um, that, that was on the screen, that are all yes. All the promises of God are yes in Jesus Christ. And so all of these promises that the Word of God is filled with are ours. And so that, that was a great song, great encouragement. But it's our lives. It's our message If you don't know Christ this morning, if you haven't put your trust in Christ yet, that's what our lives are like once we know Jesus. We get to walk through life having Him to lean on, having all of His promises to count on, knowing that even, for for example, today, Melissa Davis is going to be having the funeral service for her dad. They're standing on these promises right now. They're sad, but they're happy because they know their dad, their husband, their uncle, their, their grandpa, they know he's with the Lord Jesus. Because it's the promise that is yes for everybody who believes in him. We praise God. I, I see Judd Jud had a wreck this week, and we praise God that you're here and you're well and you're healthy. How about you, Donna? You praising God? Amen. Amen. We've had numerous of us survive bad wrecks in the last year. Praise God. And we give him the thanks and the praise. We pray for each other's protection all the time. We pray for, like, for example, our missionaries and and people are on these trips that we've been been praying for. We're praying for Brent, my brother, in the trips that he's on. We're praying for for safety during those trips because we don't take it for granted. And we can do that because we lean on Jesus Christ and we stand on his promises. Well, turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, to Mark chapter 4 again. As we go through the gospel of Mark, remembering what Mark's intention was in writing this good news about Jesus Christ to help people understand who is Jesus Christ, the son of God. And he gives these these glimpses of Jesus throughout his life, the things he said, the things that he did to help us understand who he is. Mark chapter four, uh, starting this morning again, as we did last week with verse 23. Mark chapter four. Verse 23. And this is a a section of, of his teaching that he's doing in parables and Proverbs. All right? And remember why he's doing this. Because this generation of Israel that he had come to, that he came to live his life among, were under the judgment of God because of their rebellion against him. And as a result of that judgment, Jesus the Messiah came preaching in parables. An indication that they were under judgment. They, didn't, they couldn't understand everything clearly. That's why Jesus often explained the, the parables to his disciples afterwards. This proverb within the parables is unexplained. And so we have to use all the tools that we have to try to understand what he's talking about. John, uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 21. He said to them, Do you bring in a lamp? to put it under a bowl or a bed. Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Last week, we looked at one option one possibility, maybe even one probability concerning what light he's talking about, what was hidden that needs to be, you know, disclosed, that needs to be revealed, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Because we saw from John chapter 8, Jesus himself said, I am the light of the world. He, He let people know that. But there are some other things that could be also considered... part of of the answer uh, to this parable to this proverb who else what else are lights that need to shine their light that have in in the past been hidden well what I was talking with about the children this morning us could could it be speaking of his disciples those who believe in him and the reason, I, the reason I bring this up is because other sections of the Scripture talk about his disciples being the light of the world. Do you remember what Jesus told, it, told his disciples in the Sermon on the Mount? In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Remember, we said this is a, this is a verse that many of us have memorized, and if you don't, it would be a great one to have memorized. Let your light so shine before men... He's talking to people. He's the light of the world. He's talking to his people. He says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do you see what he's doing? Do you see what the light is doing with these lesser lights? As he sent them out and he knew that he himself was leaving, as he sent them out, Not only on preaching tours through Israel, but before he died, he sent them in the Great Commission. He sent them into all the world. He sent them to make disciples of all nations. How can they do that? Because they also were the light of the world. They were shining the light to point to the greater light. He says in uh, Peter, who was at the Sermon on the Mount, who heard that, that that very statement, in his first letter that he wrote a general letter to, to many churches he put it like this it's a it's a little different twist on that same statement he says live such good lives among the pagans and remember pagan is not a derogatory term as in as in you saying something bad about these people it's a, it's a statement of fact they worshiped other gods other than the god of the bible that, that's by definition, by definition, that's what a pagan is. So he's saying, live such good lives among people who don't believe in God, who believe in these other gods. Live such good lives among them that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your good works and glorify God on the day he visits us. See, Peter knew that Jesus was coming back. He was going to visit again. He was coming back and he wanted these pagans, these people who didn't believe in Jesus... Who didn't believe in the God of the Bible? He wanted them through the disciples that were living all in, all around the world. He wanted them to shine so brightly that these people who didn't believe in God would be ready for Jesus' return. So they, like we, could praise Him forever. And so, is Jesus talking about us when He gives this mystery? Remember, this is one that he doesn't give the, he doesn't give the, the, the answer to. You know, you, you can't look in the back, you know, for the, for the answers to this one. You've got to look at Scripture, which is what we're doing. This is why we go to Matthew 6 or Matthew 5. This is why we go to 1 Peter 2 to see what he might be talking about. It could be us. If, it, if he is talking about us. It says at one time we were hidden. Our role Our important role as lights in the world was at one time hidden. Was that ever hidden in your life? Were you ever under a bed or or under a bowl? Or in the old King James, some of us remember the song, hide under a bushel, you know, bushel basket. Anybody remember what that was? Those wire handles. Were you hidden at one time? Are you hidden now? Are you the, are you the light of the world hiding under something? Keeping anybody from seeing anything about Jesus that they should be seeing through you? If you are, time to get out of there. Time to start shining. Time to start being on the lampstand that he intends you to be on. And what is your lampstand? Where are, you know, where do you get to shine? What's your place of shining? Some of us have families that really need a shining light in them. Some of us have families who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. And they they need to see somebody follow him in their midst. We might be a lampstand in our family. We, We might be on a lampstand in our family. Some of us work places where there are people there that don't believe in Jesus, don't appreciate Jesus. Don't respect Jesus. And they get an opportunity to see who he is by watching you. What they've heard about him might be all wrong. They might see you live in their midst in such a way that they might ask you some questions. Why do you do what you do? Why do you talk the way that you talk? Why do you care the way that you care? Because if you're in a work environment and you're, you, know, you, you express your concern for people and their families and things like that, maybe even tell them that you're praying for them, is there anything that you can do for them, and you ask them that question, they say, why do you care? Why, why would you care about my wife's problems? Why would you care about my kids' problems? Why would you? Because I have somebody that cares about me. And he cares about me so much and he's done so much for me in forgiving, in forgiving me of my sins and, and helping me solve the difficulties of my life that he gives, us, gives me and, and my family opportunities, me and my church family, opportunities to help. So we, all, we care because we're, we, because we're cared for. And on and on it goes. Any team members, athletes, any team members that don't know Christ in your team, maybe you've been put on that lampstand lamp stand in your team in your neighborhood in your association in your drama group in your sewing group in your book club wherever it is are you on that stand or have you is what is what was hidden is it revealed now not only the message that we have to give but the very light itself that's that's been kind of underneath the darkness maybe one of those kind of dull lights that I showed the kids this morning. Are you on the stand, shining where you're supposed to shine? That's our, that's our opportunity. He may very well have been indicating that when he, when he gave this message. And aren't you glad that in particular, his 11 of those original 12 apostles, aren't you glad that those guys went out and did what he said to do? Aren't you glad that they put their lamp on a lampstand and shined their light wherever they went? We were singing songs this morning in a couple of the different songs. We talked about the nations. We talked about all the tribes on this terrestrial ball. Did you all get that? That's talking about the world, the earth, the terrestrial ball. You know, there was a time when Alpharetta, Cumming, Canton, Milton, Georgia was way out in the outskirts. All right. Not only the outskirts of Atlanta, but before Atlanta, this place that we're living in was, was, was in the outskirts. was way out there. When, when Jesus sent the, sent the apostles out to make disciples of all nations, there weren't any disciples in this area. None, zero. And those guys did the job. And those that they reached for Christ did the job. They put their lamps on the lampstand, and they shone brightly to where here we are. Lots of churches around this area right now praising God this morning, preaching God's Word, and, and, and committing themselves to God's Word. Lots of people doing it because people got busy being lights in their areas, being on those lampstands. We get to keep that going. Oh, and we're shining. We saw Brent shining in, in India. Last week, we prayed for Davis, who's in Uganda. This week, without his luggage, but still shining. Maybe smelling, but shining. He's shining. You know, we, we saw our UK team the, on the part of the GO team with Emmanuel Associates shining in England already. You know, Richard Howe is on his way back from... Uh, South Africa right now, he's supposed to be getting on a plane as soon as the plane gets to Amsterdam. They're all ready for it. He'll be back here. And then Tuesday, he and Rebecca go shine in Ohio at the cross-examine conference, where they're, where they're going to be teaching with other trainers. They're going to be teaching 100 people from 100 different churches how to do apologetics ministries in their churches. 100 different churches are going to be impact, impacted this week by Richard and Rebecca because they're they're taking this, light, this lamp that God has made them and they're putting it on a stand and they're doing something with it. Sam's going to Peru this week to help a, a, a people group that doesn't have the Bible in their language to have sign language, a sign language Bible on their YouTube. Taking, a, taking the light and putting it on a stand where it belongs. And all of us have a place that our stand can make a difference. All of us. And when we hear this word from Jesus, we should say, Lord, help me now. Help me. Help me to, help me to shine bright. Help me to speak well. Help me to, help me to be logical and, ra- and rational and reasonable in a society that is completely postmodern and doesn't even care about right and wrong, doesn't even think there is a real truth, thinks that everything goes, that everybody has their own truth. Help me to, help me to, to stand among them and let them know that I believe there's one truth. That there is a right and that there's wrong. That there is a Savior. His name's Jesus. And He's the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Him. No one. Only through Jesus. Help me to stand up gently and strongly and respectfully and and let that message out. Let people know it. Maybe it's just with one person. Maybe it's in front of a crowd like, like we saw Brenton doing earlier. Whatever, and and all those in between. Help us to shine for Him wherever we are, whatever we're doing. But if it, if it's, if, and I think all of, all of the above are correct in this, in this, um, test. Is it Jesus? Is He the light of the world? Yes. Is it His disciples? Are we the light of the world? Yes. What else could be the light of the world? What else could be a light that's supposed to be on its stand that, that at one time wasn't? And I got to thinking, about the Word of God, about the Bible. And the reason I thought of it was because of a passage in Hebrews chapter 4. Turn there with me if you would. Hebrews chapter 4. And this really speaks to the issue of what's hidden is now made known. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 12, for the word of God is living and active, living and active. Those of you that read the word of God regularly know exactly what he's talking about. It comes alive. You, you see passages that you think, I'm, I've read the Bible plenty of times. I've never seen this before. It's a new one. He was there but he opened your eyes this time and you see it differently the living, the, the word of god is living and active how it, it it addresses the issues of our moment is amazing sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow that's digging down into the depths it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart and then listen to this nothing in all creation is hidden from god's sight Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Could Jesus also be talking about the word of God being put on a stand and exposing with its light, exposing our sin, exposing our attitudes? Exposing our secrets. Has the Word of God done that to you? You ever been reading the Bible and all of a sudden you're saying, "This list of sins looks a lot like me." That shouldn't be. I, I got, I got some, I got some work to do. And remember, remember, whenever you have that thought and you start thinking you got some work to do, remember what the first work is. Help me, Jesus. The first work is prayer. Because we can't do this on our own. We can't become like Jesus, like, like his goal for us is. We can't do that on our own. So when you're reading the Bible and you see something that doesn't look much like you, first work, Jesus help me. Maybe the second work is close friend, brother, husband, or wife say, hey, would you pray for me? I just saw something in the Bible today that really didn't look like me. And and then she'll say, oh, yeah, I've been waiting on you to talk about that. (laughs) Because our wives are so patient with us on these things. And and waiting for us to bring it to them when they say, yes, I, I agree with that. And husbands and children. Kids, when's the last time you went to your parent and said, I was reading my Bible. And I really got some work to do in this particular area. Can you pray for me? Or parent, when was the last time you went to one of your kids and said the same thing? This morning, one of our children's teachers was talking to me about a great experience that she had over the last couple of weeks at a a, a camp meeting. And, um, And she was saying how excited she was, even though it was difficult coming back to the real world. How excited she was coming back to the real world of her class where her children in her class helped disciple her. We think of the teacher being the disciple maker. But she said, my kids help disciple me. So parents, take your needs to your kids. And have them pray for you when you see that, that you're not living up to the word of God so they can see how this works. And they see that even their dad or even their mom has struggles in life and doesn't live perfectly all the time and isn't always obeying God and wants to, and needs to, and knows who to turn to, to get that help. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a buddy. Whatever the case, when the Word of God does its job and exposes us, what do we do about it? Go on to the next chapter. And sometimes we're not even reading it reading it well enough that we even get that. Sometimes we're just doing a perfunctory duty of, i got to read my Bible, you know, maybe I won't get... You know, maybe I won't have a flat tire this week or get caught in traffic, you know, trying to sort of use it as a good luck charm. No, if we read it and really read it and we start seeing our lives exposed, what do we do with that? When the things that were hidden come to light, we confess our sins. He's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and help us get back up and go the way he wants us to and be the man, be the woman, be the boy or girl that he wants us to be with his help, with the help of the body of Christ, with the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And maybe you haven't put your trust in Jesus yet and you read the Bible and you see your sin exposed and you think, well, what can I do about that? Well, the word of God says that every single person who recognizes their sinfulness can go to the Lord with that sin and say, Lord, I know I've sinned. Please forgive me. And He will come into your life by the power of His Holy Spirit and forgive you of your sins and make you new and give you this relationship that we're talking about this morning that we sang about, that the the girls sang about this morning, this leaning on Jesus, this trusting in the promises of God, You'll have that relationship with God that he will help you through your life. And then the greatest part of it, and I wrote about this this week in the, in the newsletter, the greatest part of it is the best is yet to come. Melissa's dad, whose funeral is today, he's already found out the best was yet to come. As great as life can be in Christ, in the body of, in the body of Christ in this life, the best is yet to come. We get to go to him for all eternity, to be in his presence, to be in the presence of all those that have turned to him, all those who have put their hope in him. He gives the promise of eternal life. He says in his word, the wages of sin is death. Romans six twenty three. the wages of sin is death. If you sin, you're going to get paid death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Instead of having to die, Jesus died for us. He was paid the wages that we deserved, death on the cross, and gives to us who believe the gift of eternal life. So if your life has been exposed by the word of God, if your sin has been exposed, do with it what God provided for you to do with it in Jesus Christ. Give your sin to him. Confess it. Let him take it off of you. Let him completely clean you. He says he removes your sin from you as far as the east is from the west. He buries it into the deepest part of the ocean. I was at the beach a couple of weeks ago, and there was this guy on one of those um, paddleboards, just staying in the same area. So I swam out and said, "Hey, what you doing out here?" He, I would do that, wouldn't I? I did. He said, I'm looking for my GoPro. It was about seven feet of water. Not the deepest part of the ocean. Think he found it? Uh-huh. G- the Bible could say, I buried your sins in seven feet of water. That would have been good enough. It's gone. But he said more than that. The deepest part of the ocean. You don't find it. He doesn't find it. He's not looking for it anymore. It's gone. When he sees us, he sees his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, bearing our sin and forgiving us. He sees his children. Has the word of God been the lamp in your life to uncover it all, lay it all bare? And we find ourselves in that condition, do we say, Lord, help me? Lord, forgive me. Lord, change me. Lord, use me. You don't light a lamp, put it under a bed. Our witness shouldn't be under a, a, a bowl, neither should the Word of God. Make sure that the Word of God is in a prominent place in your life. Make sure it's not just a dust collector, make sure it's not just a good luck charm. Make sure that you're allowing it to expose you. And as he does, and as it does that work, turn back to him and say, Lord, help me. Whatever he lets you know. Maybe it's Lord, help me. I need I need to be saved. I need to be forgiven. I need I need eternal life. Maybe it's I need to quit cussing. I need to quit lusting. I need to quit stealing. I need to quit griping. I need to quit gossiping. Whatever. He's got, there's many of them. Lots of them. Whatever it is. Whatever he exposes. He's doing, it's doing its job. And if it was hidden in your life, if you weren't using it for that purpose, get it out. Get it out. Open it up. And let him reveal to you what you need to see happen in your life. Let's bow together for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we are taking full advantage of Jesus' ministry to the Israelites of the first century who are falling under your judgment. You so graciously sent him. To them, most of them rejected him. But to those who received him, to those who believed on his name, you gave the right to become children of God. And Father, you've been doing that ever since. And here we are today at Midway Community Church as a testimony to that. Because many of us, even though most around us have rejected you, many of us here this morning, have put our trust in Jesus. We've received him. We believe in his name. And you've made us your children. And as a result, you've made us lights in this world. As a result, you've given us your word as a light in our lives to expose and uncover, to light our way to show us where we're going, to encourage us. We thank you for it all, Father. And we pray that you would use us, that you would cause us to shine brightly in our place, in our family, in our team, in our school, in our neighborhood, in our workplace, that we would shine brightly for you. That other people would have a chance to know Jesus because of us. That other people would have an opportunity to glorify you forever because you're shining through us. And Father, we know that you're using your word today to let people know that they need a Savior. They need to be forgiven of their sins. They need you to give them eternal life. Give them the faith and the courage to do that this morning. That you would receive from them the honor and glory that you deserve in their lives because you've given them life. Because you've given everything that they have to them and you've also offered the forgiveness of all their sins. Help them to praise you for that, now and forever, by receiving Jesus, your Son. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.